0: The following is a conversation I had with Juliana Martinelli and Andre Dantas about their project building the first 3D printed home in Brazil. I hope you enjoy. So welcome, guys. I'm really glad that you took the time to join me today to have this conversation about the 3D printed house you've recently built in Brazil. It's a really cool project. I saw your YouTube channel. You've been working on it for, for years at this point. So why don't we dive into it and tell me a little bit about how the company got started and the mission you guys are pursuing.
1: Okay, I I think I will start, André, if that's okay. Sure. Uh, uh, My my company, house 3D, it started in 2015, the beginning of the year of 2015. Uh, Just after uh, the Chinese company, I saw you visited. It was so cool. (laughs) uh just after the release of uh the 10 10 houses printed in one day news um that the chinese company did it went viral all over the world and it reached us in brazil and by that time it was i think 2014 and by that that time uh my father was in a un mission peacekeeping mission in haiti And I I lost, I I also lost uh, an uncle there in the earthquake in 2010, in Haiti. So I was keeping up with all the rebuild things that were happening there. And when my father traveled there uh, four years later than the earthquake, uh, he showed me like nothing was being done because there was no infrastructure to rebuild the country, the city that was affected. And I saw this news and I it just opened up my mind, like, I had to take this technology to countries that really need it. Uh, so I was really engaged in 2015 to try to build a company here in Brazil, to build the technology and then take to this uh, island or small countries in South America and also in Brazil because we also need the technology, like, all the Uh, the advantages of the technology here in Brazil also. We have a population of 30 million people uh, homeless or living in shelters. And this is not very good. So that's why I started the company. And we are researching since then. Uh, And in 2018, 2017, the end of the year, we built the first 3D printed, uh, concrete 3D printed here in Brazil. And we ran out of funds. Uh, we actually had like two public funds uh, investors, like the, the government invested in our project, but the fund uh, ended and I didn't have like any money to keep the company going or the team working for free because we were already working for uh paying to work actually. <laughs> Uh, to build company and the machine and the technology and we started an innovation hub to keep the technology in small research centers here in brazil and also in the universities and that's how we meet andre and his team Uh, they are in another city and we start sharing uh, our projects and now they were able to to build the first house here in Brazil, which is a great accomplishment with little funding, and but it was for me it's the most spectacular house we I've ever seen. So beautiful, but we know we have to improve a lot. So we are uh, we are looking for some investment and some public funding also, and that's the point we are now. And we are uh, studying some partnership or merging the companies uh, since we are um, projects from different cities and different states. And Brazil also, just like the US, it's very big. So it's very hard to uh, be close together because it's far, very far apart. Sure. And that, something like that's how we started and that's the, the point we are now.
0: That's awesome. And so the whole time you've been, Developing the printer technology, right? Yes. You've developed your own hardware and the printer, I saw some of your older videos, you were using PVC pipe for a while, um, yeah. Your early extruders.
1: Yeah, I called that uh, the green printer, uh, the Frankenstein prototype, <laughs> <laughs> because we took parts of different machines and uh, recycled parts of broken machines And we put them together to build, like, the first prototype of uh, 3D printer. And uh, now we have a big one. And André and his team in Natal, that's the city they are in, uh, they built, like, a huge one. And they were able to build the first 3D printed house.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Brazil isn't always known for its startup culture and, like, there aren't tons of um, big innovative companies coming out of Brazil, but you guys are ignoring that and just like pushing forward and having success with it. To be able to have printed that house, I mean, how was how did the permitting work for that? The city let you do it?
1: I think I can talk better about this.
0: Sure. Oh, you're muted, you're muted.
2: Uh, Let me just, uh, first, before I talk about uh, what we are, uh, where we are right now, let me talk about how we begin and our project.
0: Great, even better.
2: Um, So we started uh, four years ago, and at the uh, particular university here in Natal, I am a professor there, and I met uh, uh, Iago's brother, the one is here in our meeting. And Iago's brother was my student, not Iago, but his brother. And uh, I saw Iago uh, building a 3D printer of plastic, the small one, so I, I thought, because Iago was not a computer engineering uh, student. He was a, a student of uh, civil engineering. And I, I thought, why are you building something for your uh, area, not for uh, 3D printer for plastic? And I asked him, uh, can you uh, build something for concrete or mortar or something like that, because I think it's more appropriate for you. And he thought uh, about two or four days. And then he asked me to uh, supervise the his work. And I also called another one that is Alison, his name. And he uh, would. At that time, he was able to, to make some materials for uh, construction. And then we uh, had the whole team together. Uh, someone, me, that can understand the automation part and someone who can build the machine and someone to improve the material for the printer. Then six months after they. Managed to to build a small printer for concrete. We used uh, we used pressure to to pump the the mortar, and I thought at that time that we could uh, do better if we had uh, more founding and we had a larger space to to build our machine. So I I took. From my own money, to rent a place to build a nineteen meter square uh, printer. To it's sim. Uh, it's not exactly because we can uh, uh, adapt the machine, but uh, that was our second step, and then uh, that did not work at that time because it was too hard to to adapt the machine and to to adjust it to print so we we had to step back and we got un step back and then we built a printer to to build small pieces architectural pieces so we could improve. Our knowledge about the the software and the hardware and the the printer itself, and then we after we we understand everything about that, we get back to to the bigger machine and then we start to to print the the house so the first printer was uh, adapted to to the new knowledge we had at that time, and then we, uh, I bought uh, a place in near Natal, and we start to print there. So we, we try to to get our uh, every documents that we need from the government and from the, the the now I, I don't remember uh,
0: municipality
2: yeah, but the, the the council of engineering OK uh, uh, and then like they the, wanted
0: to tests on it and ensure that it was structurally secure or
2: uh, they supervise the 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 building while we are uh, doing the, the the work so we we got everything we need to to approve our starting uh, for the building and then we start to print so we built a sixty six uh, meters square uh House right? mm-hmm. just the the, the the walls we are uh, about to to finish everything up, but right now we have the, just the walls, and we test everything we, we need to to the printer and uh, from the four years ago to now, we developed uh, four kinds of pump uh, four printers and uh, we developed some partnerships. Uh, Juliana is one of them, of course, uh, an important one, but we also uh, start a partnership with uh, universities so we can develop the, the material. And we, uh, everything we, we done up to now uh, had no founding, uh, but me. I am giving money for this project. And the other two are uh, working hard to get the printer better and the mortar and complete better. And everything we, we did using about 13, 35 dollars,
0: 35,000 dollars, <laughs> okay, $35, how did you build it for $35? <laughs>
2: So the whole project up to now, uh, we are not uh, telling about the the time we spend to, to build and everything, just the money we, we need. So uh, of course, uh, everything can be better if we had more funding, but we, we could do everything up to now with just a little bit money. I think it's an achievement. Yeah,
1: to Andre, that he's the best professor a student can have because he motivated his students to start the project and he gave money so they can uh, they could build the the whole thing. Uh, it's very rare to find professors like that, at least in Brazil. Uh, I don't know if in the U.S. you can actually find someone so supportive in the university, but he is really a, a major part of the project. He's, I'm very proud to to know him. He's a
2: he's a role model. I took the, risk the too. I, I think well, the problem is not having the money, but taking the risk, taking the risk, because I, I, I'm not rich. <laughs> Just to let you know.
0: <laughs> and so you guys are looking for fundraising, and have you publicly? Um, made certain requests for like an equity for an amount of money or is that all private right now like how much money do you want to raise
1: we are planning this part now uh we are structuring all the 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 whole project to uh, expand the machine and the material and build other uh constructions not only houses but as andrea said uh, they also build furniture uh, like for exterior parts of the house and also uh, some tables and some chairs that's very nice so we are trying to see what we can build and how much we are going to need and we are in this part right now right and we are uh, Uh, building a project to be founded
2: just to add uh we have a dream right right now that is to build more houses. Yeah, sure. And of course, for doing this project, the next step for the, the, the printing, uh, the 3D printing, uh, we will need money. Uh, I cannot pay for 10 houses or 30 houses in to, to print. So uh, that's what kind of partnership at short time, we need, but of course we, we are looking for partnership for long uh, a long time partnership. But uh, we think this kind of partnership uh, have to share our dream together with us because the the this kind of of uh, knowledge the this kind of development the, the this technology. It has a huge future, so yeah. we, we, we don't need a partner that thinks short. We need a partner that uh, can grow with us, that can uh, understand that the, the printing can, can be bigger than it's right now.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely a really unique opportunity you guys have to have already printed um, the first house in Brazil. That gives you kind of like a leadership position, especially in that country. And I think that more people are investing in the construction sector because people recognize that it's been a laggard in innovation. Where every other industry, you see the efficiency per worker going up, 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 up. Um, With construction, it's been like flat or even down. Uh, with more safety precautions being implemented but technologies like yours that you're developing for automation and reducing the number of people on the job is going to increase the efficiency per worker and that'll like help the whole industry and the efficiency of the whole process Um, ultimately like you're saying the the end result could be affordable housing and fast built housing in regions where a lot of times there's damage whether it's from hurricanes or mudslides Um, and and tons of stuff gets wiped out every single person needs a new house because the old house wasn't strong enough if you could print them a house quickly that was strong enough to withstand those kinds of natural disasters or at least have a better chance of lasting through them then you could save those people months and months of hard labor of repairing their their country and let them just focus on whatever normal economic activities they have and it really uh it would prevent a big thing that's holding some of those areas back right now, having to constantly rebuild. I also think it's a really unique time because the the United States has been uh, printing a lot of money from the Federal Reserve. And so where the United States used to be seen as like a really trustworthy um, monetary supply and the people trusted the US dollar, the trust in the US dollars like fading away um, a lot of because of the printing that the Federal Reserve is doing. So I think now more than the past five years or 10 years, investors are looking to get their money out of U.S. dollars and out of American companies and into foreign countries, especially developing countries. I mean, Brazil has been on everybody's radar as like a really up and coming uh, economy for, I feel like my entire life almost. And so to see that kind of rise and see the trust in the American dollar falling I could really see a big shift in investment going towards uh, countries in south america
1: yeah i think that um uh, the whole world is collapsing right we are also printing money here in brazil so the economy is not like super warm but uh we are um seeing that more investment are coming to developing countries and we hope uh that investors uh, reach uh, our country with open mind and uh, start investing in uh, in new technologies like the 3D concrete printing and other technologies. Also, we have a lot of good researchers here in Brazil. That, but we struggle with funding, especially from the government. So it it would be really nice to see foreign investors coming to Brazil. And a good point about our project is that uh, the material is not too expensive. I remember seeing in your channel in an old video that uh, uh, some projects around the world, they were so um, trying to make like a super material, and it ends up being too expensive and not very competitive with uh, some other construction methods. But our material is not very expensive, because we didn't change the technology of the material so much. Uh, We just wanted to be be able to build a house using uh, a mixture of salmon and some other things. And it ended up, uh, the material being very competitive with uh, more traditional ways, methods of construction. it was a, a very good point of uh, the project we developed here in Brazil. Uh, my project and André's project, they are similar in this in this case.
0: I think the most incredible part is how far you've come, um, not to discredit the, the investment, especially because it's a personal investment, obviously that's a huge amount of money personally, but for to come all this way and build a whole house with your printer for only $35,000, that's really incredible, so I think, investors looking at this, um, if you tell someone to build a house with $35,000, they're not going to know where to start, let alone building a machine that could print another house right afterwards. So I think it's it's really incredible. Um, obviously, it's been a lot of time. And like you're saying, you guys are paying to work in some ways and like supporting yourself as a startup. But that's really cool. It's like a really grassroots um, and bootstrapping kind of classic startup scenario.
2: I think-
1: It reminds us yeah. of like the garage startup, right? Yeah, yeah. There is nothing and we just build whatever we with whatever we have.
2: I think building the house take us to the next level because there are many things that we didn't know before we built the house. Uh, we didn't thought the that we could uh, get our material so cheap. We didn't know until we print the house, so we understand the the material, how it works, how we can adapt to to the local uh, uh,
0: parameters, humidity, composition,
2: local composition of the material. So uh, we grow a lot uh, by printing it, Uh, and. If we, you see the picture of the, the printed house, it's rose than the the bathroom we made inside our rented place. Because we didn't know many things. So we, we didn't know how to manage people inside the building. We didn't know uh, that uh, some of the, the, the pump broke and uh, it, <laughs> Some mean things happen to, to disturb the, the, the printing. So now we, we know we can do better and we can do faster and we can do cheaper this house and the, the next one and uh, as many as we we could do.
0: Sure. And uh, I should have asked this earlier. What classes do you teach as a professor? <laughs>
2: Uh, I am a a computer engineering teacher, a professor, okay, Uh, and here in our university, we just teach any subject that comes, (laughs) so I, I teach digital signal processing and control systems and electronics. And programming and almost everything in the computer engineering. So, you uh, I have a channel software. on YouTube with more than 200 videos that <laughs> teach almost everything in the computer engineering.
0: What's the name of that channel?
2: Uh, Andre Dantas.
0: Andre Dantas, so your name?
2: Yeah.
0: Cool. I'll check that out after this.
2: but it's just in portuguese i'm sorry
0: and uh juliana what did you are you an engineer
1: uh i'm actually graduating in electrical engineering cool i i started at my university in the states actually uh in uh the university of the district of columbia okay and i took a year there and my parents moved from the states to brazil uh and i started uh electro engineering here and uh, it took me like 10 years to graduate because when i was in the second year of the, the undergraduate program i started the company so i had to wait uh, and lock the semester lock the year i don't know if you, if you use this term but uh, I took a pause, and I dedicated my time to build the, the project. And now I uh, went back to the university to finish uh, my, my degree. And I, I'm hopefully, I hope I can finish uh, this year. Because I started again this year. And because of the coronavirus crisis, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I could finish, yeah. but I think I will. With online classes and everything changed, but uh, the classes uh, didn't stop. Only for a week or two to adjust all the the with uh, online classes and all these kind of things. So I, I will hopefully graduate this year. <laughs>
0: so the house that you printed, did you? Include what kind of supports did you use, like rebar or like metal or anything?
2: Yeah, I I'm not civil engineer, mm-hmm. but I I, uh, I think I can talk about the the project in a superficial way. Sure. Um, to 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 print the house, we first. Uh, had to have the, the design so uh, we adapted the, the design to to our geometry of block because one of our worries was because there is no normalization for for the 3D printing and we thought that a uh, special norm here that use block of concrete could uh, fit, so we design our building using this uh, normalization. In we try to to match the performance of this norm, and after we, we could uh, match the the needs of the, this norm, we could print. Uh, in accordance to it. So our printing, if you cut the wall, you see a block. So this block that is in our wall match with this norm, normalization, uh, normalization, I'm sorry. Uh, and then we uh, had some uh, trials to make sure that the, the it's, uh, MPA is hard enough to, to support the building, so we don't need uh, iron or something like that to, to support the building. But if needed, we could print in the, the our design. We could make the design to print uh, the a space to put the, the, the iron and then uh, use as a, a support to the house.
0: Wow! So you didn't need any supports for the for the house.
2: No, because it's just one floor.
0: That's so great. We could. And so did yeah. they. You only printed one version of the house, and then they, the engineer said, gave you the thumbs up, and it was good.
2: Uh, we built just this house because of the the found we had at that time but we are uh, studying the, 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 the walls and seeing if the, the material, don't, the wall don't crack and there's no more pathology in the, mm-hmm. the building. So we can go further with uh, the obtaining the, the, the documentation from the government. Yeah, cool.
1: Because of, because of the small scale of the building, they were able to equalize the, to compare the results of the 3D wall to a methodology, a construction methodology in Brazil called the concrete wall. Uh, it's a kind of uh, construction that doesn't need the, the iron or anything to support the house when it's a small scale construction so it was easier to do that than uh, try some new uh, ways of building a wall with all that um, that path that we see in videos Mm -hmm. of the the technology so they tried to match the wall they built with a a already uh, a well-known technology here in brazil well on building uh, construction methodology here in Brazil. It was easier and faster to get approved of the house. Uh, I'm not sure if we can uh, send someone to live in the house yet, because we have to watch the construction uh, for a year so that they can uh, say the final word if we can actually leave there if someone can actually live
0: in the house but we got the, the permission to build it sure that's great i think that uh it seems like brazil or at least the town and the city is like working with you um they want to see the progress with construction um uh, a lot of places it seems like maybe they're being like helpful with you by letting you use the like kind of old standards and stuff Uh, comparing the technology you're using now structurally to what exists some places they're making people print two versions of the house one that they destroy to figure out how strong it is and then the other one they leave standing so that they're not forcing you to do that really helps with like the economic viability and so it becomes more uh, more reasonable because to, to make two whole houses and destroy one that's so wasteful
2: yeah, and I think that the the biggest challenge was because uh, there's no uh, uh, there's no way to uh, printing is different from making a block and or making a wall using forms
0: mm-hmm.
2: because we. Uh, have our material uh, hardening while we are printing. And we wanted to make this the only difference between the, our printing and the normalization we had in Brazil. So we had no other problem than, oh, you are printing. Okay. But our material and our geometry and everything, are already in the normalization. So uh, is what's the difference? The difference is that our material uh, get hard uh, in the sun and wind and stuff like that, and not inside a building with uh, humidity controlled and something like that.
0: So you're saying when you printed, you printed just in the outside environment and you didn't have any kind of tent or anything around it?
2: No. Wow.
0: (laughs) Most companies printing on site that I've talked to, they usually build a whole structure, like almost a temporary building around the building.
2: Yeah, we tried at first to control the humidity around the, the building, but after some time we thought it weren't uh it wasn't necessary so because we we changed the material we were using and we got a match to to the printing in the sun and everything
0: cool so do you think that's specific to your your area that you're able to do that or um like, is it only the environment in Brazil that allows you to print without the tent?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if uh, we. Because we didn't uh, make any other trials than with this new material. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we understand that the. The relationship between cement and sand uh, grows or decrease, uh, increase or decrease the the strength of the material. Okay. And we used our relationship with low cement, so we uh, didn't get cracked. The wall cracked when the sun uh, shines upon the, the, the wall. Cool. So that's the 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 main uh, difference. So we think we can adapt to others, uh, regions in Brazil, because we understand the relationship of, of all of the material and we can do it while we are building. Awesome.
1: Uh, it is funny because uh, in Natal, uh, the city that uh, André is in, uh, is very humid and uh, there's a lot of sun. But here in my city, Brasília, it is very dry. So uh, we are planning on build one house here and maybe we will have to uh, test uh, this material and really see how it works in a completely different environment. But we are very excited about that. It uh, will be a new challenge for the project.
0: Awesome that's definitely a good challenge for yourself to kind of force the company to explore different humidity levels and make sure that your technology is going to be scalable for different regions so like you mentioned there's the material the printer and the software really as the three core kind of subjects you have to focus on of those three where's your main focus right now
2: I'd like to say it was the software, but uh, I have no time to to Mm -hmm. focus on software. So (laughs) uh, it's the hardware. The pumping and adapting the the, the printer to more houses.
0: And so Um, let's- Can work
1: with more materials, but I think Andre and his team already have uh, some very good options of material, so uh, working with the material, of course we can always improve it but we have a very good material so far and the machine, we have some improvements to to make also uh, maybe scale up and uh, add some intelligence to the machine but we also have a machine that is working, right André? and uh the software too but i think that our biggest challenge is adding those intelligence and uh me, improving the the bombing the, the pumping
0: yeah so the when it comes to like the mechanical i guess there's really the the printer and the pump are the two like main mechanical parts right so have you developed your own custom pump too
2: yep uh we de- developed the pump and the printer. Uh, we just didn't uh, develop the motor that we use because mm-hmm. there's no meaning of doing that. But uh, about that, we uh, uh, I don't know if you have seen the, our video printing the house. Uh, you, you may see people around the building, not just looking, but also helping to put some materials and uh, that's bothered me, mainly because I I'm graduate in computer engineering and my doctoral is uh, automation and system. Sure. And I want everything automated. <laughs> and I think uh, the main problem there was because uh, the pump when we, we were Uh, building the house it broke and we we had to adapt the the pump and make some uh, gambiarra we call that in brazil is a technical technical term uh, when you try to do something that you shouldn't do but it works (laughs) and uh, we we just uh, adapted the machine and we could do, uh, build the house without the pump the uh, the original pump sure. but it should be using the pump and it should be using an automated system to to mix the material and with the water and giving the material to the printer so the printer can position the the head of the printer and build the the house
0: yeah, it's all about making it work, right? It's not so important how you get there. As long as you just keep making improvements. Yeah. So the house is uh you said how many square meters?
2: Uh 66.
0: So let me convert that to square feet so I understand. 710. Okay, so is it a one or two bedroom? Two bedroom. Two bedroom. Two bedrooms. Cool. And will you wait a year and then think about putting in things like windows and doors and stuff like that? Or are you going to do that stuff sooner?
2: Yeah. Because uh, we are just discussing if we build and put the, the roof and the windows and uh, those things uh, and we are just choosing the technology to, to do things uh, because they, they are not printed. and But we have to choose something that matches with the technology and uh, our house seems to, to be a technological house that was printed. Mm-hmm. So we are just discussing that part and then we can uh, make the, the finalization of the, the building.
0: What about the layers? Do you think you'll leave the layering exposed or will you try to like, cover it and make it flat?
2: I think we, we can do both. Uh, a part that is, is better printed because we made some mistakes and we can hide those. Uh, we, we can cover with something, something. And the other part that is better printed we can show so people can understand, no, this house was printed.
0: Yeah, that sounds smart. I think it's good to leave some of the natural layers there so that people understand the technology behind it.
1: I think it's very nice to mix both of the designs because we can make the the 3D printed wall looks nice and use the layers as a design element and also we can uh increment in the in the building uh some different kind of patterns and maybe make it flat or uh put some other elements of coverage of the wall like painting and stuff like that uh and make a very nice design but mixing with the natural uh, layers of the printer because Uh, We just want to show the technology and its potential.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Do you have a next project kind of in mind, or is that top secret?
2: (laughs) You can tell if you want, Juliana.
1: Uh, We do have some uh, other projects in mind. Uh, as we talked before, uh, we want to build a house here in Bra- in Brasilia, the city I am in, and uh, we also want to build more houses uh, to show all the potential of the technology. Uh, just to clear up, we have a social program, a social housing program here in Brazil, and uh, Andre and his team uh, build the house. Uh, in the models of this program, so we can have government funding to build houses. But we also need to have uh, the technology uh, uh, regulated by a bank here in Brazil So we can, we can finance the construction Because the bank has to approve the methodology So we can finance uh, more houses Like the build of 30 houses or something like that And we are working on this now and we are writing projects to help us get funding, to, to expand the, this one house with no roof and no window to <laughs> a very uh, livable house and with a great standard. Because as I said before, we have a lot of people here in Brazil living in shelters and uh, in the favelas and places like that. And we want to change this reality with the technology.
0: Yeah, I mean that'll be game changing once the banks see the project, especially if they see a return on the project, they're gonna to want to do it a hundred more times. So I hope you guys are ready to explode after that. It's pretty big growth.
1: Yes, uh, as you said before, we in Brazil we don't have like this innovation culture very strong, so it's always hard to talk to this kind of agent agents. Uh, because they are not very used to take a lot of risks in their investments. Uh, So we are trying to change their mind and also uh, support our project, especially because it's from Brazil. Everything we build is Mm -hmm. in Brazil. And we already have some uh, big companies investing in technology outside Brazil, companies in Brazil, and uh, they trust more what is built uh, in, in the U.S. and in China, and they don't trust what is uh, being developing here in, in our country, which is very frustrating, but we are changing this, right, André?
2: <laughs> of course. And, and about the, the low-cost houses, uh, our region in, in Brazil, is the poorest one of the poorest of the the whole country so uh, we built in this region and in a uh, in a city that's not the, the capital so we are just planning planning to to show the government look we we can do this in a uh in a city that can uh, help people with uh, low money uh, few money and that needs really needs this kind of house
0: Absolutely Yes Brazil really
1: needs this technology so. It's good to, like, build something yeah, for our hometown, home home country.
2: People may think that we are uh, taking uh, jobs from uh, poor people, but uh, many, uh, many companies have been told us that uh, people don't want this kind of job. And they are complaining because they cannot uh, hire someone with the, the, the price they want to, to hire. And they are complaining about that. So it's the right time for Brazil to, to grow uh, and focus on this technology.
0: Yeah, that is a common complaint about any kind of automation. Um, uh, people love to say, what about the jobs? But I think that... Everybody who really understands, uh, that's educated, if there's a more efficient way to do something, you're gonna do it the efficient way. You never choose something that's gonna be, take longer and cost more. Um, You have to do the, the efficient, cheaper way because that's how you get the cost of housing down. So what are people gonna benefit from? 10 people having a job or 100 people having a more affordable place to live. So you can't be, I don't know, Obviously, everything innovation is going to help some people hurt some people, but the greater good is towards efficiency and benefit and bringing the cost of things down for people. So, yeah, I really uh, I really agree with what you said 100 percent. Anytime you see automation somewhere, the jobs are replaced somewhere else or you have people's labor freed up to contribute in other ways and people are so adaptable that. Ultimately, you go through hard times like we are right now, and unemployment goes up and problems arise. But through that, people adapt and people change. And all throughout history, there's always been a like return to normalcy where people get new jobs, there's new industries created, and everything ends up okay. These people complaining about the jobs going away. Innovation's been happening at a breakneck speed faster than ever before in our lifetime. So we've never seen uh, lower unemployment than we had a couple months ago before all this stuff happened. But uh, if innovation is really a problem, then nobody can explain that.
1: Especially in developing countries uh, where we uh, have like this mass industries employing like 30% of the workforce. Uh, when we uh, introduce a new technology that will uh, automate the processes and uh, these processes will need less uh, human workforce they get really scared but as you said we cannot fight this uh, if it's not a, a project born in brazil uh, some industry some uh, projects from a foreign country will uh, arrive here and the the impact will be uh, a lot uh, uh worse than if it's something developed here because we still have uh all the technology build, being built here, and all the technicals, uh, the technicians will be from Brazil, and the material will be from Brazil. So we can um, shorten this impact of uh, reducing the workforce in the construction industry by building something uh, that the technology here instead of uh, uh, bringing from another country where no one, no one here in Brazil will know about and. Uh, the whole technology will be built outside. So in developing countries, we need to change this mindset of uh, stopping innovation because it will arrive sooner sooner or later.
2: Yeah, we care for Brazil. The others don't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they don't care about Brazil. They're just like, I don't know, maybe they believe in it not as much or they just like, Maybe they're blinded by greed or something, but uh, it's definitely admirable to care about Brazil. And I think that it's like attractive for investors to see passion, of course. So for them to see you guys really care about it intrinsically, um, obviously it hits home personally because you're like father in Haiti, saw the destruction and everything there. So it's like a the grassroots like really organic kind of efforts you guys are making as opposed to a company like Winsun in China with $200 million investment from the government Um, I mean I what would you guys have done with $200 million they have a lot of stuff printed but if you got a house and a whole printer for only 35,000 you got to imagine $200 million is crazy
1: we are uh, making huge plans uh the next phase of our project, with only uh, two two hundred and fifty uh, thousand uh, dollars, imagine two hundred million dollars, we would be like uh, super excited and super lost with what are we going to do with all this money. But for sure, that would accelerate our pro- our product, and we would be building a lot of houses here in Brazil with all that
0: money so brazil faced um another virus i I guess it was like five years ago maybe seven or eight years ago the zika virus how does that compare here in brazil is that still as uh prominent as it was like those however long ago when it was in the news or has that like situation gotten less serious
1: it has gotten less serious because we find some ways to fight the mosquito that uh, transmitted the, the disease. Okay. Uh, but uh, we still have the uh, the Zika virus here. And also dengue is another disease uh, caused by the same mosquito. And we have a lot of campaigns, especially when it's raining, because it's the, it's the time of the year that we have more more cases of it, but it's, it's control. Uh, in the beginning, we didn't know what was causing all the that problems, especially in newborns, but now we know and we can prevent it.
0: And so how does that compare to now the situation with the new virus?
1: Oh, no! now it's much more uh, aggressive and uh, the government um, actions are much more aggressive because even though the Zika virus or dengue were transmitted by a mosquito that we cannot, like, control, uh, we cannot uh, quarantine away of a mosquito. uh, But uh, now it's much worse, all the situation here in Brazil. Uh, But we are actually, in my opinion, we are actually uh, getting better because in the beginning we are we were very scared. We didn't know nothing about the, the the disease, right? I think the whole world was with a lot of questions and what should we do. But now we are more stabilized and uh, not as afraid as we were in the beginning.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, the biggest problem is the relationship now between the economy and the virus so here people wants to work so because they need uh, but uh, they can't because they they may die Uh, so that's the biggest problem so there is a, a political fight in Brazil about all around this topic and it is a, a big issue right now.
0: Yep, yeah, in America too. I guess it's the same same kind of issues echoing around the world.
1: Yes, and uh, the the bad thing about it is because uh, we have less money to invest in different projects. A lot of the government money went to invest in health uh, solutions to the to the the, the situation we are now but some small uh, portion of the the innovation uh, uh, institutions that we have here in Brazil are trying to improve uh, 4.0 industry. So we are applying to those, um, those funding opportunities also.
0: And have you included in your pitch deck that your technology improves social distancing on the construction site?
1: We actually have not, <laughs> but we can uh, introduce that. Uh, it's a very, a very good point, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, how many people does it take to operate your machine?
2: Uh, we think uh, to, to, not, to mount the, the machine, we think we need four people to, to, to mount it. And then if everything occurs right and there's no problem, no no pump broke breaking and stuff like that, we think yeah. one person can handle 10 houses.
0: Wow, one person. Yep.
2: Yeah,
1: one person can handle three houses.
2: Ten, then what? Ten. Because the printer will uh, make many walls so we can decrease the price of the material. We think that's the the best way to print. Not only one house, but many houses, uh, a part of the first one, then a part of the second one, and then we we can uh, get our material hardened before we move to the next layer.
0: So you want to have it kind of on a rail and you can print down a long row. Yep. Cool.
2: That's oh. the best option.
0: Because if, if you do 100 houses in a row, then it doesn't matter if it takes two days for the layer to dry. It's so efficient because you're doing one at a time. It can, you just constantly yeah. printing, printing, printing. So have you developed that, that rail system yet? That sounds really tricky.
2: That's the problem. Because of that, we need to print more houses. Yeah, yeah. Not only just one. Our experience just tells us, us how to make one, not much more sure
1: and another another challenge of of building uh more houses in a row is that uh the the plane needs to be all all flat and in in the same level Mm -hmm. and uh, the terrain is not always like that so we have to also flatten all the, the the spaces that we are going to be building
2: Cool.
0: You mentioned trying to venture into some other things you could print and maybe make a profit on, um, to pursue investment. What kind of, are you allowed to talk about what kind of small stuff that is like benches or chairs, stuff like that? They,
1: uh, they already printed, uh, a table, uh, uh, chairs they built it, yeah so they it some architectural uh things they built some uh, logos and benches
2: yeah tigers and, uh, and, tigers animals.
1: and <laughs> <cats>. <laughs> like a lot of things should try like as an experiment sure. and uh they build a a sun a sun chair. I don't know how
0: to say that. Like, yeah, sun
1: okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Juliana loves the 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 our merchandise. <laughs> our marketing.
1: Yes, I will improve that, and we are gonna partner with some designs, designers here <laughs> from Brazil, and we're gonna build some nice stuff to sell it.
0: Cool, cool. I saw on your website the one of the videos playing in the front is a skyscraper being built. And it's like a time-lapse with the crane. Uh, it's funny, even though that's traditional construction, it almost looks 3D printed when you speed it up like that because the crane is just moving so fast, bringing all the materials up. Um,
1: yeah. Here in Brazil, we don't have a lot of uh, industrialization of the construction uh, okay. industry. So we build a lot of uh, a lot of our buildings with blocks still. Uh, we don't have... Uh, uh, wood, uh, wood frame or steel frame, we use very little of these uh, more industrialized methods. Uh, 70% of our construction methods are using blocks. Uh, so the technology is uh, a tool to help industrialize the industry. And we can work with other industrialized technologies also, making like a hybrid construction, not only with one method. And uh, in the website, I tried to picture that with that lapse. Uh,
0: so have you explored partnerships with the existing construction companies in Brazil?
1: We have, uh, but they are very uh, untrustful of the technology still, because we don't have a lot of uh, proof that it, it will work and that uh, we can scale to what more than one floor and things like that that they always ask they always ask so many questions and we don't have all the answers so they uh, watch us but they are not ready to commit yet to a partnership uh but uh, maybe if we improve and we get the funding uh we can show them that we can make some uh very livable and We can scale if we have uh, the funding that we need. But for one project that we are writing right now, we have a partner. We are studying a partnership with a construction company from Brasilia, and we are—they are very straightforward and very open-minded. So we are hoping uh, that they will close this partnership, and we will build this house here in in Brasilia.
2: Yeah, and, and because the we published this video printing the house many uh, possible partners have uh, tried to contact us so we can work on a partnership with others uh, companies uh, but what we see, really see is they want fast profit and we can't uh, proof that we will give them the fast profit they want. We think we can do the better than the conventional uh, building process, the, the framework they, they use uh, is not better than ours. And we are confident that, but we are not confident because we didn't do something uh, more aggressive in this sense.
0: Yeah, certainly it's like a high risk, high reward kind of situation because there's so little evidence uh, in the industry as a whole. Um, I guess you can't really expect people to invest a ton of money until it's been extensively proven. And when the first house has only just been printed as an investor, maybe they're not engineers, so they don't just believe it if they see the MPAs and the numbers, they want to see it standing for however long. So I guess it's kind of at some point just a waiting game, even if the technology is even ready to a certain degree. I guess the something, question is the Something one.
1: that they always ask us is, how come in other countries, there are not uh, mass printing houses uh, if their technology are much more advanced than yours and we don't know this answer but in my opinion it's because they have to be competitive with uh, the other methodologies that they are using in these countries and uh for what i see uh, some industries like in china in the us uh, they are very industrialized they are very fast uh, but here in brazil as i said uh we have a very traditional methodology of building and they don't want to leave that behind to invest in new technologies and it's not good for the the construction industry but it is an opportunity for us because we have a more financial competitive competitivity than uh, other technologies so it's uh we see it as an opportunity but it's very hard to change uh, their mindset so this is our biggest challenge now as Um, as a, a strategy to go to market
0: yeah what you just said actually reminds me so much of Tesla like how you're saying if if this technology is so great why haven't all the other countries used it the electric car came out in like 2012 Tesla started building it and it was the most shorted company on the American stock market for a long time because everyone was saying if the electric car is so great then why aren't all the other companies building electric cars and now since then, in the past decade, you've seen Ford's valuation go from close to like 100 billion to now it's only worth like 20 billion. Meanwhile, Tesla was worth 30 billion and now they're worth 300 billion. So Ford is now coming out with their own electric cars and they've had to like sell all their old assets to do it. They were only making the F-150. That's the only car that they can make profitably. And every company is now having to compete. Porsche, Volkswagen, they're all building these electric cars, but it took them it took them seven years. Like. That's a really, really long time. So cars are so widely used and such a big thing, like just similar to houses, almost everybody uh, is driving cars. So, I mean, I think that people in the 3D printed construction space have to kind of be prepared for, it could be seven years of kind of pioneering and proving to everyone that it's better. And it might be twice as good, three times as good, people aren't going to realize for a really long time.
2: just to to emphasize something, Juliana, I disagree. We are not better than anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) The others may may have, uh, there are some, uh, I think uh, uh, 3D initiatives uh, that are better than us but I think uh, with the, the amount of money we developed this technology up to, to the first 3D printer house in Brazil. Uh, this, uh, this is four years and four pumps and four printers, and a house with 35 dollars, 1,000 dollars.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't even comparing you to the other, the other companies in the industry. I was just comparing you, like, the whole industry, you don't see anybody doing, like, 100 house projects yet, and you don't see people committing to, like, big, even in America, any other country, uh, nobody's adapting, nobody's going full throttle. Like, a lot, there were a lot of electric cars developed, but, like, none of them really took off until, like, one was really big. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's tons of opportunity, and you might be surprised that some of the companies that are getting into the 3D-printed construction space they might just have more funding and they might just buy a printer from another company. So they're not doing the engineering to figure out how to develop the printer. They're not even maybe designing everything on their own. Um, They could just be buying all that stuff and printing a house. So are they really prepared to compete in this industry as well as somebody who understands the whole mechanical and everything from built it from the ground up. So yeah, I think don't be so quick to discredit yourself and the the progress you've made (laughs) your grassroots rather than like, Totally, it's obviously way harder to do it without money. And so to get to where you are without investing a ton of money or millions of dollars shows the potential in the future.
2: Yeah, and if you see our house is not so different from the others all over the world. I was going to say, like the one I
0: saw in New York, in America, the biggest 3D printed house in America, the styling, I mean, if somebody just saw two pictures of it, they might think the same person did it.
1: Yeah, just to what I wanted to say, uh, I I know all the efforts we went through and our budget, but people outside the project don't know. So that's what I heard, not what I am, uh, what I say. Right? People come to me and say that why is isn't, isn't countries that have the technology, uh, that are better technology, uh, not building like hundreds of houses and and things like that. And I have to answer with all these uh, points that we, you guys, brought to the conversation. Uh, but they don't see that. Uh, they uh, they usually judge more than uh, try to understand what we went through and all the process we went through. But um, as I said in the beginning, for me, it's the most beautiful 3D printed house in the world uh, because we, you guys, did that with uh, a low budget and only took four years and you built everything from scratch. So I think there's a lot of value in this. Uh, But some people, they don't see that and they always try to compare all the projects uh, and the projects that they see the most like China and uh, the United States projects, Uh, they are uh, louder than our project here in Brazil. But I think we also
2: your
0: project was just completed recently to the house.
2: Yeah.
0: So I, I don't know, maybe eventually uh, your story could pick up. It's still been so early. I don't think yeah. they reached millions of views in the first week or two. I think it took months and months. And uh, ultimately, now that you've finished that house, I think that you're really going to see a huge increase in the amount of volume and interest you're getting in your company.
1: We are hoping. We
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you off though there. Where are you, where are you going, Juliana?
1: Uh, we uh, we said the same thing at the same time. We hope to, right, <laughs> to uh, uh, try to send the message uh, as far as we can.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: And yeah. uh, from from which part of the United States are you from?
0: I'm originally from New Jersey, which is close to New York City. Um, I'm from like the Northern part of New Jersey. So it's actually, it's like 20 minutes from New York. And I grew up there and then went to college in Philadelphia. So kind of traveled around a little bit. And right now I'm in Austin, Texas, trying to do a video with icon build. They printed some houses for the homeless here. So they haven't finished them yet. They want me to wait until they're done to do a video. So I'm patiently waiting to try to get on that site. Um, I
1: really like their project. I think I think is the closest project that we have uh, from from our project here in Brazil, because they are very focused on building uh, social housing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I think it's very it. And they use the 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 three D printed layers included in the design. They don't uh, flatten the surface, so. Um, We really get inspired sometimes with the videos that they post. We really like the project. I mean, I really like the project, but I think that Andre and the the guys also know the project because I I talk about the project very much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're like the only other printed houses, I think, in South America, or they're in Central America, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it was in El Salvador or something like that.
0: Yeah, they have the houses in El Salvador. I think they have, they have either one or a group of houses printed in Tabasco, Mexico.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm that.
0: And I is think that-
1: they could build a hundred houses in, in Mexico.
0: Wow. Yeah. And then Austin, Texas, they also have a small grouping of houses.
1: Yeah. It's very nice. And, uh, I lived in Maryland, Rockville, Maryland is very close to Philadelphia and well, yeah. We- yeah, I, I drove to New York sometimes. So it's, I think it's on a four-hour drive. It was uh-huh.
0: okay. What did you see? Uh,
1: in uh, in my way to New York. New York, I don't know. Oh, okay, I, I visit everywhere there. <laughs> uh, I when, as soon as I arrived in, in the United States and we settled in Maryland, uh, we went like all all the weekends to New York. <laughs> Because we we are always hearing about New York and we want to explore everything. So I did all the touring and all the sightseeing, everything. I went to the Broadway shows. I ate in a lot of restaurants because I really like to try different food. So it was a very nice experience.
0: Wow. That stuff all sounds so great right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I miss traveling and I miss going out to eat.
0: Me too. <laughs> too. Yes.
1: Yeah. We are learning to appreciate all these small things, right?
0: Absolutely. The design that you guys do, how do you design the 3D models?
2: Yeah, uh, actually who uh, designed the the models is Iago, but he he cannot answer because he doesn't understand I don't know if he's understanding what we are talking about, but uh, the the worst part of designing in 3D is because we, we cannot Uh, just import the design from uh, architecture Mm -hmm. and put in the 3D model and print because there are uh, things like G-code, I don't know if you know what G-code is but uh, it guides the printer to the path Uh, and the way we build the design uh, change the G code and then change the way it will be printing the house. So, uh, when you try to, to make the block, we, we print the house, uh, you will see that we just, uh, make two moves. One to go and to get back and to go, it goes in a line and when it get backs, it, uh, make a curve to, uh, to close the blocks.
1: To make so... the pattern of the wall.
2: Okay. So uh, to do that, we have to, to design the, the building uh, by using lines and we have to do in a particular way so the, the path can go the the way it goes right now but we took at least three or four days to figure it out
1: mm-hmm. uh, in, that's just you know, a
2: block so imagine yeah, that the whole printing
1: iago usually uses sketchup to design the 3d models cool. and here in, uh, at my project, we had a partnership with Autodesk, so we have it and AutoCAD to, to build the models. But uh, if you know the logic of building a model to be printed, then you can build in any uh, software, any design software.
0: Cool. So you guys are using kind of standard 3D printing technology, exporting a G-code file, and you're having to obviously the variables of the width of the extrusion and the height of the extrusion is really complicated so you have to adjust for that. But at the end of the day, you submit a G code file to the printer and print from that. Yeah. Cool.
1: I think as uh, as, as Andrea said, we uh, try to add as little as possible new things, because we are already uh, working with a complex technology. So everything that we can do, uh, uh, getting the the things that are are usually done in the construction industry, industry, we do. We don't add new things, new features and new uh, softwares uh, to the process that is already happening. We are just trying to give to the industry a new construction methodology, but without changing the whole process
2: of it. Yeah, We know we can do uh, different things, but what's different scares our (laughs) who uh, we think will pay us to do the the process, so we we think uh, if we get slower in this part, there's no problem, so we can Uh, make a relationship that we can trust in each other, we and the the companies that can accept our technology.
0: Yeah, I think that's smart to focus, um, especially since it's such a new technology. If you throw a million different things at people, they'll just get overwhelmed. And so, yeah, I agree. It's probably better for you to focus on the 3D printing aspect, just focus on that. And once you get that down really well, um, other people can implement other new construction technologies and figure out what fits where is your plan to be um, like an engineering company developing the printer and the like how it works or is your plan to be a construction company and print as many houses as you can
1: we are still figuring out some uh, of these questions but Mm -hmm. i think that what i uh, see for the future uh, a a small uh, a short time future not a, a long distance future is uh, building a a tool to use in partnership with construction companies, Uh, not uh, building a a new construction company that uh, uses uh, exclusively exclusively, uh, the technology. Because we think that we will face a lot of uh, barriers if we try to compete with already well-established companies here in Brazil. So we just wanna uh, present them, uh, to them this new tool that they can use to improve their process. I think Andrea thinks uh, something uh, the same as me, but we, we are not sure of how the future will uh, conduct us in our business model. We are still figuring that out.
0: That's good, you stay lean. Most startups usually pivot uh, once or twice before they really find success. So yeah, that's good that you haven't kind of set your mind on something before you listen to how the market reacts. And um,
2: yeah. Yeah, I I think the the main problem here in making a a business model uh, right now is because the, the 3D printing is huge the 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 market that comes with the the technology is bigger than we we thought at the first time we can do uh, small pieces we can do buildings we can do uh, forms to the the building we can uh, sell printers we can uh, make software for the printer we can uh i don't know we we can uh, make a, a, a designs we can teach so uh, my, my mind blows with uh, the amount of ideas we, we get when we see the technology and the potential of the technology to to the world.
1: As you said before uh, how we uh, build everything from scratch We see this uh, huge amount of possibilities and we don't know which one will be uh, what the market really needs. So we are not closing any doors, Um, but as you said, it took a long time for the electric car to go to market and uh, to really be explored by the other uh, uh, well-established companies. And what we don't want to do is uh, compete directly with these huge companies, these huge construction companies, because they can kill our technology if they want to. So what we see is that we will work together with these companies. And when the technology is well-established and when people really see the potential of the technology, then we can pivot to another business model. But for now, I think that uh, the smart decision is to work together and uh, to help the the construction uh, grow and industrialize and uh, really feel the impact of the technology in their budget or in their processes. And when we do do that, then we can uh, sit and talk again what uh, will be our path.
2: Yeah, we are here to help not to compete. So where we we find us helpful, we will be there.
0: A great part of the permitting aspect, how they used the existing uh, norms to apply the 3D printed construction model. Now the construction companies have an exact example of the old method versus your new method, and they can compare it easily and see where you could implement uh, this kind of technology. Maybe, I don't know if the construction process is the same in Brazil, but in America, there's usually a general contractor and then they have all the subcontractors that are, so they'll hire out subcontractors for like the wall, the floor, the roof, electric, plumbing, all that random stuff. So maybe a company like yours would act as a subcontractor and they would say, okay, we need a wall. And so you'd send the printer and an operator out for the day, print the wall for them, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore.
1: Yeah, it works uh, basically the same. Uh, here in Brazil, so I think that will be our way into the construction, tech, uh, the construction industry, uh, being like this subcontractor part, just to build a wall, or perhaps even uh, build some furniture for uh, the a, a bigger project, like uh, I, I don't know how to say that, like a house complex or mm-hmm. uh, 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 a building or something like that. I think that uh, Dubai works in uh, something close to that. They had like this huge goal that by 2025, they will have 25% of the buildings uh, built by a 3D printed. but it's not like they are going to do like 100 buildings and 25 of them will be all 3D printed. They want to implement small parts of the project using 3D printing. So we can help being like this, this part of the project.
0: For sure. Yeah, that's an interesting distinction. I think a lot of people miss out on that. It's not the number of houses. It's the percentage of each property, uh, 25% of every building.
1: Yeah, and we can find uh, using this kind of... uh, thinking, we can find which element of the construction uh, is better uh, printed than built in a different methodology. Mm-hmm. So perhaps using steel frame or wood frame or another industrialized method, we can uh, make something more uh, competitive than 3D printed. But if we find the right element in the construction, we can 3D print it and be more competitive than using other technologies.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting how different the needs for 3D printed construction are in different regions. Like Dubai is so rich. They want 3D printing for like customization and the like cool cutting edge part. They're almost willing to pay more for a 3D printed project because they have to have it like 25. I don't know how stringent the government's going to be about that rule, but they're really, uh, really in high pursuit of it as opposed to other places, it's like a solution to lower income housing. And everywhere you go, it's a different uh, different use cases, whether it be against fire or earthquakes, there's so many different regions that people are exploring this technology. And there's so many different reasons that they're trying to implement it too. So it seems really cool. Like sometimes if a technology is not diverse enough and there's not enough uses for it, you see it kind of fizzle out because it doesn't add enough value to people but it really seems like there's so many people around the world who stand to benefit from this in different ways that I couldn't imagine every single one of them not working.
1: Yeah. I think just like you, uh, I think that the technology can adapt to a lot of different uh, needs. And I think that this is what makes me love the technology so much. So if you want to build a low income house and uh uh, provide the, uh, the the people that are homeless with this house. It won't cost a lot to the government or to an institution that wants to fund it. But if you want to do, like, some crazy uh, geometry and high-income building, you can also use the technology. And you can mix materials, not only use concrete, but you can use plastic and you can use uh, wood and you can use uh, adobe and a lot of different materials just to uh, make the the construction uh, meet your need so i think that i cannot see how it won't work as you said and you can see that by other industries too we see 3d printing uh, uh getting to the medical industry and a lot of different uh, paths to to be in. I think that is a wonderful thing about the technology to be so adaptive.
2: It's important to to understand that 3D printing is not a a technology similar to the others. Uh, We are taking the industry to the construction so we can adapt mainly we can do faster and we can uh, particularize the house to someone. So if you, we can't adapt, use form. It's better than uh, 3D printing. But if you want, if you want to, to custom, uh, a customization of the process, if you want, uh, a technology that can do that faster than any other technology then you use the 3D printer to make that building. That's the main process because it will be cheaper than the other technologies in this sense, in this uh, scope.
0: And I think people appreciate that having a customized house, it makes them feel like a stronger sense of ownership versus a cookie cutter property that's the same as every other one
1: this is actually a huge problem that we have with that social housing project that i told you uh they build like a, a thousand houses in a one piece of land and all the houses are the same and uh we have this social problem coming up in these in these places because uh the owners of the house they uh, end up uh, trying to customize but they don't have the the money so they do it like illegally or without a an engineering project and it, it ends up um, being like a a favela a planet favela and a favela that the government helped to build so uh, we see a lot of social problems in this, uh, in this social housing program here in Brazil because of the of the lack of the owner ownership of the house
0: so there's a lot of construction done without the proper regulations implemented
1: yes uh, especially in uh, in the low income areas here in brazil people just build their own house and their own uh, we call puxadinho is when you add another room to a house without the the proper project and the, the the proper regulation and uh the government uh try to control the
2: floors what you know floors
1: <laughs> yeah sometimes they build like uh, other floors uh without any project any engineering knowledge and it's it's very weird <laughs> i don't know eight why it's
2: floors, floors
1: yeah very bad But the government cannot uh, go there and ask them to leave or to uh, demolish the place because it's the only place that they have to leave. So if the government does that, the problem would be bigger. So they try to uh, not see and just leave it like that.
0: Yeah, that's definitely not optimal. Um, And it's dangerous for people to be doing their own construction like that but it's almost beneficial for you guys, because like, for the government to see there's so much not being regulated, they see you guys at least trying to work with them and they like respect that you respect them, um, especially when nobody else really is.
1: Yeah, we try to to put them uh, in the project, in the beginning of the construction, they can follow the whole process and be a part of the process so they don't feel left out and they help us uh, get the regulations that we need to to grow the technology here in brazil
0: do they like working with you guys are they like excited about the project is interesting to them
1: uh some of them are but uh some of them are just doing for the marketing
2: sure. they
1: don't really know what is going on but they like to have their names uh, uh like a supporter or something uh. but we, we do have uh the national um uh, how can i say that the national construction department of brazil they 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 know our project and they try to talk to us from time to time to see how our progress is and also the engineering council uh which is regional They also uh, show a lot of, um, uh, they really want to see where the technology is going to. So that's why they approved uh, the project in Natal. And uh, that's why they would approve the the project here just to experiment and see how the technology will develop.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they inspect. We, we had two inspection from the console uh, in our building and we talked about the what we were doing in the building how we were going to to do the the layers and everything so then can understand what we are doing and maybe don't uh, bother. And disturb our process to to get the house done.
1: Yeah. they are curious, and uh, they are using us to learn more from the technology. I, 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 but it's it's okay because we need them to approve our building, so we don't mind showing them how the process works.
2: From the beginning, we didn't even know how to write the project to, to the to the council, so we we had to ask, hey, how can we write so you can approve or understand what we are doing and can, uh, you know, uh, make a, part, a partnership so we can share our progress and you understand and we, we can go on this with this technology.
0: Yeah, cool. Cool. You guys were talking about how you like prepared part of your speeches because you were uh, worried about doing your second language. You guys are so good at English. Everything you said has been totally clear. There haven't been any issues at all.
1: Yeah. Wow. The way out of my shoulders. <laughs> because we always get uh, so nervous about uh, speaking in a foreign language to make ourselves clear. And André is very perfect is he wants uh, his, um, his words to come out right and the accent but I told him earlier we just need to communicate <laughs> so if we do that that will be a success and I think we did uh, a very good job also.
0: Yeah absolutely this is yeah, pr-
2: I have um, a Canadian accent because I lived there three months.
0: <laughs> you have a little bit of a Canadian accent. <laughs> Where in Canada I, were you? I don't
2: know. I, I, I think I have a Brazilian accent.
0: Was it Quebec?
2: No, it was in Toronto.
0: Toronto. I was going to say I can almost uh, hear like a little bit of French Canadian accent in your English slightly. <laughs>
2: just, it's because just because of Portuguese. Because,
1: yeah, it's just because Portuguese is very similar to French.
0: Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I always thought Portuguese was more similar to Spanish.
1: Yeah, it is. both of them have Latin roots, so they are, all of them are very similar, but uh, it's much more similar to Spanish than to French, for sure. Uh-huh.
2: The writing is almost equal.
1: We say that to speak Spanish, we just have to put some accent and people will <laughs> understand
2: this. <laughs> yeah.
1: We call, uh, just like Spanglish, we call Portunhol. It's like the mixture of Portuguese and Spanish. Because it, uh, Spanish in Portuguese is espanol, So we call Portunhol.
0: And Portuguese is pronounced Portuguese? Yeah. Yes. I took Spanish in school and had some Spanish roommates in like high school and college. So I know how to like understand a little bit of Spanish. Um, much so like when i hear portuguese i recognize pieces of it that are similar to the spanish but still there's some words that just totally throw me for a loop and i have no idea
1: yeah. uh, even though uh with portuguese from portugal uh sometimes we have problems understanding because some words change and some uh words change uh accent change so but we can understand in the the whole scenario <laughs>
0: So I was thinking about, since your project is so new um, and hasn't gotten that much coverage yet, I haven't done this for the other podcast that I did, but I was going to put together like a little video, like maybe a six to ten minute video of the projects that you guys did. So would it be okay if I pulled the videos from your YouTube channel and made like a little teaser? Um, Maybe I'll include some of this footage in that. And then I'll post like the shorter one about your house and say the first house printed in Brazil. And then I'll link the podcast and say, if you want to learn more about it Uh, here, we had a longer conversation.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with that too. that would be great, actually.
0: Cool, cool. So is all the footage on YouTube or is there any any other footage you guys have that you could send me? Uh,
1: All my footage are on YouTube. Uh, The time lapse of the house is on my channel too. I don't think uh, André 3D Home Construction have a YouTube channel.
2: I think they have, (laughs) but I, I don't know the password or I don't manage the the account. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, if you want, uh, you can take the footage of the 3d printed house from my YouTube because I uploaded there, so I could, uh, put on my website. Uh, just, uh, don't forget to mention, uh, the two different
2: projects because uh, Wait, can here so
0: what's the other what's the other channel I can make sure to link to both channels in the description
1: uh, you can try 3d home construction uh, see if you find something
2: I'm doing it right now uh, I think I found it.
1: Uh, since I am recording from my computer, uh, I cannot see my face <laughs> on the on the screen. But when I was uh, speaking, I put my my window uh, larger, <laughs> just okay, so sometimes you can see my face, but sometimes you don't.
2: I, I put the YouTube link here in the chat.
0: got it okay cool so i'll pull videos from these channels and i'll make sure to link both of them um yeah thank you guys so much for making the time to talk to me today this has been really great
1: uh thank you for uh asking us to join your podcast and your channel i think that will be a very good marketing for us and it's actually the first international and English interview of the 3D, think the 3D printed house, I think it's the first uh, English interview, right, André? Yeah. So that will will totally help our project to reach more people because English is a very well-known language. So sometimes uh, I've been asked to translate uh, some parts of my website and Things like that, or videos I post. So uh, being uh, able to make an entire interview in English, that it's very
2: nice.
0: Yeah, cool. It's an honor to be the first platform you guys publish on in English. That's
2: cool. And it's very important to us that uh, other people see our work and give us feedback, because we are working very hard here. And when we don't see uh, what people think about our work, uh, even uh, if it's not good, but mainly, of of course, when people like our work is better, but it's important to receive those feedbacks so we can grow and we can do better next time when we can uh, understand the technology and uh, where we are and how, we can go further yeah
1: because we are so engaged in the project uh it's our little uh baby sometimes we don't see the flaws and we don't see how it can improve being inside the project so every time that we speak to someone else that is outside the project we receive so many good ideas uh, for example the one about the social distancing in the in the construction uh, side, we—I we ne- never thought about that, and it's something we can put in uh, the project we are writing to get funding. So it's very, very nice.
0: Yeah, cool. All right. Well, I'll definitely make sure to stay in touch with you guys and watch your uh, your channels and see if you make any other updates. And maybe uh, when you do your next project, we can do it a second episode.
1: Yeah, let's <laughs> hope that from a year from now we have another house and uh, build with a very uh, updated machine and not pumping, broken and stuff like that.
2: <laughs> sad, sad. Cool.
0: All right, well, I wish you the best. Thanks again for uh, for your time and uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. I love it.
1: Thanks, Jared. Thank you very much and keep the good work uh, um, sharing all the projects in 3GCP.
0: All right, I will. Have a good day. Have a good
2: day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. E aí? Esse é o primeiro?